Every time you get up and you go to that job, whatever the job is, you're a paralegal, you know, you are in a marketing agency and you're, you know, you're the ninth man on the list. Just know that being the ninth man today is still fulfilling a bit of the dream that your parents had for you. And the fact that you sit at the table as the ninth man only means that you can become the first man or woman, by the way, person, first person. As a minority, do you often think about what you represent for your family, culture, country? Your name, it holds a certain gravitas. As a Latina, I think about it every time I have to spell out my last name. Or when I'm asked where I'm from because I speak funny, meaning I'm fluent in Spanglish. I thought about it when I graduated from my master's at Harvard and was one of the few with a strong Latino name. Or every time I'm questioned for not looking the way I'm stereotypically meant to look, just because I can roll my R's. As a border child, I took these things for granted, simply because I was surrounded by others like me. Today, I understand that they're what make me part of a special group of people who help us see the world in a different way. I'm part of a movement to further the Latino voice, just like Joe Bernard, partner and chief revenue officer of NGL Collective. NGL stands for Next Generation Latinx, a media and entertainment company that was co-founded by actor John Leguizamo and David Chattel with the purpose of furthering and growing next generation Latinx voices. That's you and me. On part one of this episode of Latinx, Joe and I talk about the strength and rapidly growing potential of the Latinx market that NGL has been able to tap. Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez and this is Latinx, a show from La Red Hispana for those of us who feel like we're somewhere in between, ni de aquí ni de allá. As millennials, we have a lot to talk about and a lot we want to say. So join us in conversation every week as we figure out how we can get involved in our communities, locally, nationally, or even internationally. As you know, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow ours. So follow us on Instagram at Latinx and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. We're also on Apple iTunes Podcasts, so remember to download and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date. Due to safety reasons, we are recording from home, so please bear with us if the sound is not of studio quality. How do you guys decide who to bring on the team, given the very specific audience that you guys are targeting? A lot of us have been around for a long time, so we kind of know, we just have a, a, a universe of people that we all know, either that we've worked with in the past. So like, for example, if there was a hypothetical org chart we have names and photographs of people already filled in roles that we say eventually when we develop a head of music, you know, who's that gonna be? NGL Collective is a digital media and entertainment company that serves the US Latinx marketplace. They refer to today's US Hispanic audience as new generation Latinx. And they work on content that organically reaches Latinx audiences in language, in culture, and in context. Which are words that mean they understand us. They not only want to speak to us, but they want to create a space for us. We've been really expanding the business into new areas, trying to grow it, um, trying to get more people to know about it. Because, you know, the company's been around for a while. And, you know, in the, the first seven years, you kind of bootstrapped it 
there and you made a little bit of money, you reinvested that, made a little bit more, reinvested in that. And I think when I came on, you know, coming from, from NBC, it was like a moment where the company was like, okay, it's time now to kind of move on from like AAA baseball to like the majors. And we've, we've staffed up with a bunch of other really great people all over the country. And those guys are all just making incredible inroads and we're seeing the benefit of just all the work. So everything you see now is a two year overnight sort of success story. And that sits on top of seven years prior to that. So it's nine years of company. NGL has worked with brands like Jack Daniels, Ford, Mountain Dew and PNG, among others. Not only do they help brands market and advertise to Latinx audiences, they also create content of their own. More importantly, they make sure that the right people are leading these endeavors. We are about to build a suite of content products for women, for Latinas, right? It's a lifestyle vertical that we're creating. And you know, if you know anything about NGL, you know, it started off as just a group of guys, right? Bunch of boys. Right. So about a year ago, when we first started thinking, all right, we got it. We got to figure this out, guys. Like, you know, we kind of got a sports thing going. We have this content thing going, but our, our, our health and beauty advertising isn't there. Um, we don't have uh, self-care. We don't have feminine products. We don't have a lot of CPG. Right. So things that target moms, we don't have anything like that. This is what we're talking about a year, more than a year, year and a half ago. We need to develop that. Okay, great. But if we develop that, who's going to be the face of that? Ain't going to be me or you, Ben, or you, Ben. Like, we got to get a female executive that has gravitas, that has some level of access, and that when someone looks at her, they instantly identify what the brand is and what the proposition is and what are we trying to do and um so so we are uh so we did all that we we built the female lifestyle stuff we've identified an incredible woman that uh, we think exemplifies the professional executive elements that we need to be a leader of that go on all those women panels go talk to all the podcasts get on all the different things that you need to get on and be the voice for that we need female executive leadership, you know, like let us, let us not be the same type of company like every other company that has like no females on boards, right. no women in charge of anything, you know, and, and we've, we've flipped that on its head. We've got a great woman who's the president of our social business named Piera uh, Garibaldi down in Miami. She's one of our female leaders in place. And this new person that we're going to bring on board, who's been behind the scenes already in the company, just, developing all this stuff we're going to put her far forward and my belief is by doing that there'll be incredible material growth and value out of it simply because a it's not the same cuatro gatos that you've known all the past seven eight years doing it now you see new faces new voices and you're adding a new a new sensibility a new set of credibility to the business and so we're excited about what that's going to bring I'm all for female empowerment, and it's because in this case, it's the right call and the smart call. Progress happens when we're given the chance to be in leadership positions or when we're allowed a platform to drive creativity in new and better directions. Maybe this is why NGL has the largest distribution footprint of any digital distribution platform for the Latinx market with about 25 million unique visitors, according to Nielsen Reports.
And like any successful digital and media company, they keep expanding their efforts. But they've evolved into a much broader field of work where they're now producing content in long form. So not just doing commercial stuff, not doing stuff for clients. Now they're doing, you know, short form series, long form series, documentaries. They are um, working on a comedy series. We just did a, a representation deal with National Lampoons that just came out. So we're working on with them on a, on a project. And so, you know, the studios has evolved into a beast onto its own. So why is this all important? Well, I can give it to you in numbers. There are over 60 million Hispanics living in the United States. And the Census Bureau expects that number to rise to more than 72 million by 2030. In 2019, millennials overtook baby boomers as America's largest generation, totaling a little over 72 billion. And of those, about 24 million are Latino millennials. Before the coronavirus, Latino purchasing power was projected to top $1.7 trillion. In short, we're a force. And so if you haven't already, it would be smart to jump on board the Latinx train. But in order to sustain growth into this market, it takes a little more than just translating campaigns into Spanish. We are fans of us. We're fans of you. We're fans of what we do. We're fans of our marketplace. You know, we, we love it. And we want to make sure that we are putting out as much content and, and love for what we do as anybody else. Because frankly, you know, it, 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 our marketplace is in no better hands than our own, right? And there's been a lot of people who come into our marketplace and maybe they're coming in, you know, trying to either make a quick buck or coming in for different reasons. You know, we want to build this out so that we leave a legacy and we leave it better than when we started. And in many cases, you know, some of us are standing on the shoulders of a lot of pioneers in our business who in the 60s and the 70s were scratching the surface of telling the Hispanic story and dealing with, um, are you sure that Hispanics will buy toothpaste? And the answer is like, well, Hispanics have teeth. So I imagine that they would be buying toothpaste. But yeah. the fact that the fact that that's a question that some marketers back then were asking is outrageous, right? And, and those people, you know, Lionel Sosa and all those pioneers, um, they didn't have half the tools, 90% of the tools that we have today. They just bare knuckled, convinced people that the marketplace needed it. And as time passed, there was greater sophistication built around the business. And they've given me an opportunity to work in a much more defined business. Um, and so now I and my guys have a responsibility to kind of do the same moving forward for the next generation. There were a lot of companies who issued some sort of report, some research study that said, let me tell you what's happening in the Hispanic market, how it affects or how they're affected by Corona. And it was very much from our point of view, like they were outsiders sort of looking in and they were telling you what's happening in the Latinx marketplace. And that's not our DNA, you know, we're doers over here at NGL, right? That the whole, if you know David, if you know John, right? John's whole career is built on the fact that he didn't like 
what was being provided to him as opportunities to tell his Latin story. So he went out and did it on his own, right? He built it himself and that's how he built the career that he has. So for us, we said, look, we're not gonna report about it. We're gonna do something about it. And so we actually took all of our assets that we own. So we own Hispanicize, we own a website called Hispanic Kitchen. We own another website called Latina Moms, which ironically, Hispanic Kitchen and Latina Moms are sites that you would argue are probably built and designed for a whole bunch of people who are stuck in their house. Like if you're a mom trying to be, you know, mom, executive, you know, teacher, you know, we happen to have a site that had tools and content and things that we could provide to those moms so that they could, you know, make scrambled eggs interesting every day of the week so that you can keep your kids engaged and make sure they eat. We had uh, arts and crafts and stuff like that, all in the content that we have. So, so one morning, you know, about a week or two in, whatever it was, we said, look, let's take all this content and let's sort of bring it to the forefront. And maybe we can create a umbrella program around it and let the world know that we have stuff that can help entertain, engage, inspire, educate, inform about what to do in the U.S. Hispanic space regarding coronavirus. And we built it and it's called hashtag Unidos Together. And there's a website called Unidos Together. You can go to it right now. And within it, you'll see content for kids and family and for small business owners, curated information that we put together week over week to basically provide a service Unidos Together is a sort of toolbox that you didn't know you needed. It has sections for kids and family, food and cooking, health and wellness, and more. They have an event every weekday for the rest of June, and I urge you guys to check it out. That's unidostogether.com. And you can also find the link to it on the description of this episode. I also like that they have sections especially dedicated to helping the Black Lives Matter movement, because... As minorities, we all have our own battles, but we're definitely stronger when we unite. One of the many reasons Unidos Together is a fitting title for these resources. We didn't do it for money. We didn't do it to be cool. We just did it because we wanted to do something about the marketplace that we make our money on. My whole career, 25 years, has all been built in the U.S. Hispanic market. And when there's a challenge to our marketplace, and in this case, multiple ways, right? Health, jobs, economy, so on. We should do something about it as opposed to just put out some sort of report, almost as if here's how it affects them, but we're kind of sitting over here in our little happy place. You know, we thought that was um, not the right thing to do, so we did the right thing. And now that initiative that we did has now evolved into a summit that we're doing towards the uh, end of June, on June 30th, that is basically taking all that information, sort of bringing it to life, taking the Hispanicized um, property that we have that's been known to create these incredible conferences year over year, and taking all of that power and energy and then applying it to Unidos Together to bring together a, a grouping of people by way of the virtual um, technology to talk about the issue, find out how people are dealing with it. And it's a cross section of like music and film and marketing and talent and policy people to just sort of, you know, help out once again. 
I've already registered for the Unidos Together free virtual gathering that will take place Wednesday, July 1st. The Hispanicized Virtual Summit will feature Latinx influencers, content creators, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and media and entertainment innovators aimed at spreading positive energy through these times. There will be roundtables, keynotes, breakout sessions, and they will cover topics about activism, TV and film, media and marketing, and more. I love this. A space for us, by us. And even if you aren't Latinx, maybe especially if you're not Latinx, you should register at hispanicize.com. As always, there's a link in the description of this episode as well. Keep fighting the fight. La lucha. Yeah, all, all of us in La Lucha <laughs> and everyone that listens. And if you are Latino or frankly, Latino adjacent, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of people who are not Hispanic, but love this culture and uh, support us in a hundred different ways. And those are all fantastic individuals. So all, all cool, all good. Hey guys, this is our ninth episode on Latinikis. As I said toward the beginning of this episode, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow ours. So follow us on Instagram at Latinikis and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs>